And in terms of getting a position in the coming months, what would you say is important to look for when advocating for yourself for appropriate pay um, for temporary or freelance positions, especially online? Whether it's negotiating pay or marketing yourself, how do you navigate today's job market? Hi, I'm Diana Brunella O'Leary, and welcome to Job Talk Weekly, where we answer your questions to give you the information, tips, and motivation you need to help you find not just any job, but the right job for you. Today, we start by talking with a recent college grad about tech skills and salary. Then we'll talk to a caller at the other end of the spectrum, trying to make a change after 18 years at the same company. Let's get started. Hi, this is Sarah. I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. Okay, great, Sarah. Tell us what's on your mind. So I'm wondering, what general or specific skills do you think that employers will be looking for most in the coming months? Yeah, this is a really crazy time. And one thing that we've heard a lot about is the need for tech skills. Definitely. A lot of companies that did not imagine providing most of their services online have certainly had to pivot. So tech skills we've already seen are in great demand. But don't forget the other skills that go along with any position that you are interviewing for. So you want to talk about how you're flexible, give examples of when you've maximized an opportunity. You know, it's being able to show that you can make lemonade out of lemons, which is kind of what the current environment has for us. So look to ways to show that, to show how you have been innovative, how you have created something out of nothing, and how you took something that maybe was a problem and turned it into a real real opportunity for your company. So always be looking for things like that. And communications is always big. And I think it's really big right now, too. Yeah. And in terms of tech skills, is that something that comes with social media or is it maybe more with website building and coding? Yeah, I think both. I think anyone who is doing digital social media right now, social media is huge because you've got to get out there and talking to people and people are home and they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, and that's a way to reach them. So I think social media is its own skill, but definitely the website building, anyone who does that type of work, programming, certainly has a strength right now. But don't forget any of the skills that you offer. All of these companies that are hiring are still looking for that. So one thing that we've read a lot about are the increase in job openings for companies like Amazon or Zoom or Microsoft Teams. They are still big companies that need people in marketing and the business and the accounting office. So don't forget that those jobs are still going to be available as well. And in terms of getting a position in the coming months, what would you say is important to look for when advocating for yourself for appropriate pay um, for temporary or freelance positions, especially online? Yeah, pay is a really great topic right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with your own mindset. You always want to know what the marketplace is paying for the type of position that you're applying for, whether it is a freelance or part-time gig or full-time. So make sure to do your homework so that way you know what those 
jobs pay and what's reasonable. Also have your own bottom line because indeed it is an uncertain time. So jobs that were full-time might be part-time now and part-time jobs might not have the same benefits and pay that they did last year. But just have a sense of what your bottom line is, what you know you're worth. Because if you take a job and you're desperate and you know it's nowhere near what you need to be paid, you know, two or three months down the road, you're going to be pretty miserable. So really set some type of bar that you can follow. But if this company is hiring, you have to bring with it a positive mindset. That way you're coming from a a position of strength because obviously they are doing some hiring. So there is some opportunity for you. Yeah, that's really good to know. Um, And what would you say is the best way to advertise yourself online? Would it be through LinkedIn or having your own website? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, certainly LinkedIn is doing very well right now. So having your LinkedIn presence is always key, especially since a lot of companies use LinkedIn to find people. So companies that you didn't know were hiring, they can find you through LinkedIn. They'll send you messages about job opportunities. So make sure that your LinkedIn profile is very strong. And as far as a website, it depends on what your work is. If you are a creative, if you're a website builder, If your work can be very well shown via its own website, then sure, go ahead and do that. Perfect. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Stay in touch. Keep us posted, okay? Definitely. Will do. Thank you. Take care, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye. So what's the longest you've ever worked at one company? Some people view longevity on your resume as a real strength, a sign of loyalty. But not all hiring managers feel that way. And our next caller is certainly facing that challenge. Let's listen. My name is Elisa, and I am calling from Pasadena. Okay, Elisa, what's on your mind? So I continue to apply for jobs, even though I know that I am overqualified for them. Um, Why am I not getting, why am I not being considered for these jobs when I know I would be an asset to the company and I, I, I know what I'm doing? You never know what the hiring manager is seeing. You know, sometimes they look at a resume and they say, well, this person has been there for, I don't know, how long have you been there, Lisa? 18 years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. And so what one person thinks is a real asset because that shows dedication, that shows commitment. Another hiring manager might think that you don't have other interests or that you know, that you haven't been inspired to date and they just don't know if they want to take a risk. So I think for you, it's going to be how can you stand out and how can you explain yourself? Like we call it the narrative, right? How can you explain why you're leaving? So tell me what you've said in some of your cover letters, cover emails, I suppose, when you apply for jobs. Well, I put how long I've been at my current company and uh, Mm -hmm. many of the qualifications that I have. And I also pull from what they're looking for in the job description. Good, good. Um, But I mostly focus on my um, assets. But do you also acknowledge why you're looking? Because a lot of times when people are looking for a job, you know, the hiring manager wants to know why you're leaving your current position. And so you have to explain and set the stage in an authentic but, you know, a really positive way as to why you're leaving after 18 years. Like, why didn't you leave after 10 years? Why didn't you leave after five years? So have you addressed that in any of your communications? No, I actually haven't. No. Ah, so that might be a place to start. And that's something that we can do maybe when we get off the phone is email back and forth a few different lines that say, 
something to the effect of, you know, I've had a really strong career at XYZ, uh, but it's time for me to look for some new challenges and some new opportunities. And, you know, just as long as you acknowledge it, I think that's a big part of it. That way you say you realize that you've been there for 18 years, um, but that you're ready for something new. And then you can segue into some of those strengths that you have that you think fit the job that you're applying for, right? Yes, and I haven't, I've never addressed it in the cover letter before. I figured they can call and ask me, but that's a really good point. Maybe I should, because why would I be leaving after 18 years? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I think of all the resumes I get for jobs, a lot of times I'm trying to weed people out, quite honestly, because you get you know dozens of resumes, sometimes even hundreds, depending upon the job. So you get tons of resumes, and it's easier to pass on people than it is to dig deep. So if I'm a manager who thinks, well, you know, I don't know what this person's been doing. I'm just going to keep moving on. You want to at least address in your email to them why you're applying for the position. But, you know, own it up front that, yeah, I've been there for a long time. I've been there for 18 years. Now I'm looking for new things. Or maybe I just finished a degree or a certification. You know, it would be really neat if there was something that you did recently that prompted you to make a change. So think about that. That's a very good point. Just now with you talking, it made me realize that I think my cover letter might be a little bit too short, but I want to try to grab their attention with the shortness and the key words. Yeah, I think actually there's a lot to be said for that, though, for brevity, especially if these people are seeing it via an email. Think of it. There are seconds to grab their attention. And if I ever receive an email that's too long, then I'll just zone out and I'll say, oh, I'll read this one later. You want just enough, you know, an intro line, uh, something at the close and two or three sentences in the middle as to why you are applying for this job, especially in your situation, since you know you have to overcome what for some is a strength, for others is a hurdle of the fact that you've been there for 18 years. Say, I'm leaving or I'm looking for new opportunities because of X, Y, Z. And in particular, you know, I was attracted to your position because of X, or I think I would bring XYZ to this position that you have posted. And then, you know, I would love to talk more about it. Okay, I will absolutely do that. And then do you have a network list? I mean, can you make a list of 10 people that you know, in the nearby community that are friends, uh, siblings, friends of friends, and they might have leads for you and they don't know you're looking. So are there people that you could reach out to to say, hey, you know, I'm exploring something new and I'm, you know, I'm applying for some jobs and, you know, have a have a pitch down that you're comfortable with. Uh, Less is more in this case, but you're just looking for people to talk to about certain opportunities. I could definitely add to that list and maybe take some people off that, um, haven't helped me, yeah. maybe, and add some new ones. You know, the thing about people in your network, you know, they might not be helpful, but maybe they can introduce you to someone who can. So one thing that I recommend is that in your networking, when you talk to people, you thank them profusely, no matter how helpful or not helpful they were, right? But you also ask them, who else should I talk to? And there's a big difference in saying, is there anyone else I should talk to? Because if they're in a rush and they can't think of anything, they'll say, gee, I don't know. They don't get back to you. But make it an open-ended question. Say, who else should I be talking to? Who else at your company or who else downtown or who else through your work might be someone for me to talk to? If you phrase it that way, maybe you'll get one or two names before you hang up. Okay, that can always help me. 
Yeah, yeah, because, you know, they're not thinking in it the same way you are. You know, you're consumed with it, you know, looking for a job as a full-time job sometimes. Um, but people just aren't, you know, they're not clued into what you're looking for. And just make sure that you have your pitch lined up for what you're looking for and why and be able to have a little bit of a conversation in case you do run into someone that is a friend of a friend who can help you. Okay, I can definitely work with that. Yes, okay, I can, I can do that. Oh, and, don't, you know, even though Facebook and Instagram are for fun and a lot of social stuff, you know, Facebook has a lot of what's happening in just every field, industry, work, anything. So it's not a bad idea to just scan Facebook or any of your other feeds just to see what your friends are doing. Maybe someone has taken a new job. Maybe someone has moved. You know, really scan Facebook or social media from a work lens. Like, oh, you know, I haven't talked to this person in a while, but I remember they worked at this company and they were really happy. Or I remember that they were going to get a new job and I want to know what happened. So really look at your social media through a different lens. Wow. Oh, I have never thought of it like that. Do you have Facebook? I do. I do, but I've never thought of using it like that. I've just thought of looking at what people are up to, but... Cat videos and recipes. Yes, you're right. Yes, and cookies, which is fine. You know, cat videos and cookies are great, but um, it's, it's just, it's your network, so you might as well go ahead and use it, okay? You've given me homework. All right. That's good advice. Thank you. Okay, Elisa, thanks a lot for calling. Thank you very much for your help. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Get your questions answered by visiting our website. That's jobtalkweekly.com. And we'd love it if you would please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can find Job Talk Weekly on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diana Brunello-Leary. See you next time.